HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. If your food media diet is fueled by HRN, become a monthly donor today. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Aki Katema, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day on the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is a still mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my good guests. My guest today is Kazuhiro Sakurai, the fourth generation and CEO of Asahi Shuzo, which is the maker of Dasai Sake. You may have heard of Dasai because you can find it in many bars and restaurants worldwide. Also, Dasai has appeared at important events. For example, when Barack Obama visited Japan in 2014, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe gifted Dasai Sake to the US president. And Dasai's success didn't happen overnight. Kazuhiro and his father Hiroshi Sakurai shifted the corporate philosophy drastically, and since then, their new innovative approach to sake production has inspired the entire industry. So today we'll discuss why Kazuhiro decided to join his family business, despite his earlier decision not to, and the unique philosophy behind the Dasai Sake, Dasai's upcoming sake brewery in New York, why Kazuhiro opened the Dasai tasting space with the late chef Joe Rebichon in Paris, and much, much more. Uh, but before we start, Japan is available on the Heritage Video Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. And I have a quick announcement. Heritage Radio Network, or HLN, has just really revealed a new cool logo. It's a unique logo with a creative use of negative space, and we are very proud of it. And our web- website has been also renewed and even easier to navigate. So please go visit heritageradionetwork.org and check them out. Also, when you visit our website, please consider becoming a member. HRN is a not-for-profit organization, and we are in the middle of the summer fundraiser. We need your help to continue our weekly production of Japan Needs and 40 other shows. So please click on support HLN on HLN website and become a member. Thank you for so much for considering it. 
and uh, thank you for being great listeners. So, thank you. So, uh, let's start a conversation with uh, Kazuhiro Sakurai. Hello, Kazuhiro. Welcome to the show. Hello, Akiko-san. I'm very excited to have you. You are really a very important person for the SAG industry, and uh, it's uh, not just in Japan, but in globally. So, first of all, uh, where are you from, and what did you eat when you grew up? Uh, yes, I was born in a small village deep in the mountain at Yamaguchi Prefecture. It's in the, in the east of Japan. That's where our sake brewery is located. And I grew up at there. At my childhood, my mother cooked dinner for the sake brewers. The sake brewers work in our brewery and my mom cooked for them. And I ate with them. I remember wow. that most of the meals were seafood, such as sashimi, for all the brewers. Mm. So that means you grew up in a very、um, decadent environment. You ate sashimi and maybe you sipped、uh, some nice sake to taste when you yes, were younger. Sake. <laughs> right. And、uh, so you're the first generation of Masai Shuzo, which produced、uh, dasai, like as I said earlier. So, when did you join the family business and why?、Uh, yes, I graduated from university 20 years ago. And I actually had no intention of joining the family business at that time. Therefore, I was working at another job. But after drinking sake, Made at my own brewery at one restaurant in Tokyo. Then I felt that sake, my sake, had a future. And、mm-hmm. I went back to my family, my sake brewery, 16, 16 years ago. Wow. So it's funny, right? Unless you leave, <laughs> you didn't realize how great your family's sake was. So. Yeah, that was an interesting discovery. But、um, yeah, but、um, it's just fascinating. I mean, what if you didn't have that sake, right? You probably did something else. So, all right. So, what is the history of your company,、uh, Asahi Shuzo? Our sake brewery has a history of about 240 years. And about seven years ago, The Sakurai family, my family took over the business from another family. And now I am the fourth generation.、Mm. Right. And I heard that、uh, Asahi Shuzo has transformed itself dramatically from a small brewery with 10 employees to one of the most successful sake product producers in Japan with over 200 employees now. So, How did Asahi Shuzo manage to make such a dramatic, dramatic change?、Mm, the main reason is that we changed our brewery policy from making cheap sake efficiently to making only sake that we believe delicious.、Mm. This change was initiated by my father, Hiroshi Sakurai, the third generation. Our sake、mm. gradually. I gradually changed from cheap table sake to Junmai Gai Rinjo. 
Mm. And over the next 10 years, about 10 years, we, uh, all of sake produced by our company was combined to Junmai Daiginjo from cheap table sake. And the company mm. became a sake brewery specializing in producing only geisha sake, which was accepted mm. by customers. And I... that makes the brewery so big today, mm. like today. Mm. Right. Yeah, so I saw that um, there used to be uh, the cheap sake producer, like you said, it's called like a regular sake called Asahi Fuji, I think. Asahi Fuji, yes. Right. And then um, it was, there used to be like sake used to be like to drink and get drunk, but now it's about sake to taste um, delicately. So, yes. yeah, it's uh, amazing that, you know, you have very innovative products. So uh, we're going to discuss uh, shortly, but um, yeah. So um, the another reason I think uh, Dasa is everywhere in the world is that um, you really made efforts. And I heard that you spent a lot of time in New York to educate your potential customers by splitting your time in the US and Japan. So um, how long uh, did you work in New York and what did you learn from the experience? Uh, yeah, I spent about three or four years traveling back and forth between Japan and New York every other month. Wow. So one month in New York, so one month in Japan and, and starting making sake. Wow. And yeah, my goal was to introduce our sake and, and convey direct information from the brewery to the customer mm. and make them fans of Dasai Sake. Right. The reason of our sake spread to New York was not because of um, my sales force power, but because the customers who became fans of Dasai, then they spread the sake to many other places. Customers hmm. introduced our sake to many restaurants. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, that's amazing. So, right. Well, I, I yes, heard yes, that. Um, was, mm, go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they are the yep. very big supporter. They, they were big, very big supporters for us. Mm, right. So um, I heard that one of the sake breweries, the great sake brewer, I tried to get into the American market. And then the sales was left with, you know, one of the big distributors in New York, uh, not a Japanese distributor, but the major American distributor. And because it's the sake is not so well known, and then it's such a big company, the company really struggled to sell sake to actually penetrate into the American market. So uh, having you personally as a salesperson, and uh, owner of the brewery, it's just an amazing um, investment. And I think not many breweries has done it before. So it's such a forward-minded brewery as I Shuzo is. It's very impressive. Yes, uh, um, most, of, most of the breweries don't, 
no uh, president or a brewery owner they don't go to United States. But on, uh, at that time, only I was the uh, people from Take Brewery. So, right. yeah, it is very good for us. Mm. Mm. And also, I heard that you actually personally visited uh, bars and restaurants and uh, retail liquor stores and then without appointment you just visit and try to sell that's nice so it's just a kind of american success story to me <laughs> so congratulations thank you <laughs> so um so what is the second making philosophy of asahi shizo yeah our philosophy is actually very simple make good sake it's our philosophy and mm. to achieve this we use everything so whether it's the latest machines or traditional hand technique, we use both to make good sake. Mm. Right. Well, it's easy to say, but <laughs> hard to do. And obviously, you succeeded in doing uh, making wonderful sake. So uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we dive into Dasai's innovative yet very authentic sake. So please stay with us. Hey, this is Hannah, HRN's program manager. You may have noticed that we have a whole new look. We also launched a new website that's going to make your listening easier and more enjoyable than ever before. HRN is the original food podcast network. And as we enter a new chapter in our 12-year history, I want to ask you to invest in HRN for the long haul. If you rely on this show to fuel your food media diet, become a monthly sustaining member today. Our members keep the voice of America's food movement alive and kicking. Your donations support this podcast along with 40 other shows on Heritage Radio Network. Your contribution helps give HRN the security we need to stay on the airwaves throughout the pandemic, and your continued support is allowing us to reopen our studio. Plus, we like to give our regular members special treatment. So sign up to become a monthly donor and get access to our secret menu. We've gathered together exclusive discounts and offers from some of your favorite food and beverage brands. So you get to enjoy insider pricing on goods that will ship right to your door. Join our community of monthly donors and special deals will come your way throughout the summer. So can you make a gift of five or $10 a month? It'll show me and our whole team at HRN how much this podcast and food radio in general means to you. Become a monthly sustaining member today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Aki Kotayama, and my guest today is Kazuhiro Sakurai, the fourth generation and CEO of Asahi Shuzo, which is the maker of uh, the famous Dasai Sake. So let's talk about your products. I heard you only make Junmai Daiginjo. 
So uh, for listeners who are not familiar with Junmai Daiginjo, uh, Junmai, uh, the Daiginjo is a very refined type of sake, which uh, is Daiginjo, uh, by milling down rice grains to at least up to um, 50% to express the pure flavor of rice. Also, Junmai sake means it's made only with fermented rice as opposed to being added distrib- uh, distilled natural alcohol. So um, there's a good reason to add distilled natural alcohol uh, for like, texture and the stuff. But um, so it means that um, it's, it's a very pure, um, sophisticated style of sake. That's Jumai Daiginjo. Anyway, so, so my question to you, Sakurai-san, it's uh, so why do you only make Jumai Daiginjo? Yes, uh, so because Junmai Gaiginjo is the easiest way to express the kind of sake, we believe it's delicious. Actually, we love sake, very pure and clean taste and fruity aroma. Junmai mm. Gaiginjo can make this kind of aroma and taste. Mm. That's why we make only Junmai Gaiginjo. Right. Well, okay. So, so that's the expression of elegant, um, pure flavors. Because by milling down sake uh, rice grains, um, you kind of remove outer protein and fat that could add some more like impure yeah. um, <laughs> uh, flavors, flavor um, elements. Right. So, but then the question is, um, you know, you really have to use good ingredients to make great sake. So, and then you only use Yamada Nishiki uh, rice to produce sake, which is known as a very difficult sake variety to grow. Also, you have your own rice fields of the Yamada Nishiki rice grains. So why do you use only Yamada Nishiki? Yeah, um, my father tried many kinds of variety of sake rice, but the Yamada Nishiki it's one of the best for the taste and aroma of our sake. It's a very necessary part of sake that we believe delicious. Mm. So how do you describe Yamada Nishiki flavor? Uh, if we use Yamada Nishiki, we can make uh, very sensitive and soft sweetness. Not too strong mm. taste, but very soft and sensitive sweetness and very fruity aroma. Mm. Right. So so then as a result, how do you call the style of Dasai sake? Call of Dasai, uh, style of Dasai sake. Uh, mm-hmm. We think our sake is uh, in my image, it's very elegant and sexy. Mm, sexy. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So what do you mean by that? It's like, um, I, I definitely understand elegant, but sexy is something to ask you to want more or how do you describe that sexiness? Uh, yes, sometimes, uh, in Japan, we describe sake for like uh, masculine or male, 
พราะว่าเป็นซิมอะไรก็ฮิมเอลส์เพราะอวัชชะเคอิสอิมเอจของอวัชชะเคอิสอะไรก็ฮิมเอลส์อิสเวอร์ยี่ซอฟต์และเซนซิฟน็อตตูสตรองไว้ไว Yeah. Okay. So, like for example, um, if you just compare that style of sake with wine, so like big, and cabernet, like Californian, very tannic, high alcohol. That's kind of more like male style, versus female style is more like Pinot Noir, like very soft tannins and kind of like uh, mellower. So, okay. I didn't know. I mean, the listeners didn't know. I mean, and in Japan, they say joseifu, danseifu uh, style, and it's like a male, female. That's a very common expression, like you said. Okay, so um, yeah, so and then let's talk about the example of uh, the saisake. So you produce very innovative products um, without losing the authenticity of Japanese sake. So good example is your junmai daiginjo migaki. Niwari Sambu, or in English, uh, is the site twenty-three. Uh, it's a mind-blowing sake for the, its level of rice milling rate. So Niwari Sambu means um, so majority of sake rice, sake grain, is removed. Only twenty-three、uh, percent of the rice is remaining. So it's a bold、uh, milling rate.、Um, so so. Could you tell us why you made the site twenty-three? Yeah, at first, when my father created the site twenty-three, we started from a business point of view. He wants to make the most rice polished sake in the world at that time.、Uh, however, it became our flagship sake because. Dasa Tenisi had a deep taste without any muddy, unclear flavor due to the polishing of the rice. So we love that taste. It suits to our desire. Hmm. Right. And、uh, I heard that I read something about this whole history also. And、um, at the beginning, you planned to make twenty-five percent. Remaining milling weight, but you heard that somebody else was twenty four percent milling weight, so you decided to make it twenty three percent, and then、um, so that person who was milling the rice was just exhausted, but、um, you just convinced the convinced the person. So to reduce that two、uh, percent from twenty five to twenty three percent, it took the person for over twenty four hours. So it's just. Amazing how <laughs> strategically <laughs> you persistent, and、uh, yeah, I hope he's still there <laughs> working for the company. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so then, how do you describe the taste of、uh, the side twenty three? Ah, yeah, the side twenty three is a very very clear taste. We. Yeah, we remove all,、uh, almost all, all of、uh, no good part, unpure part of rice.、Mm. So the taste is very pure and have、uh, 
sensitive sweetness, but it's actually it's long finish. Hmm. So, yeah, you can feel the sweetness very long time, but ah. not strong. Hmm. That's the opposite of what you'd expect, right? Because nothing, almost like nothing, unless it's only the good starch of rice in the middle of the rice. So you would think that it's going to disappear very um, um, quick finish, but then it lasts longer. So that's very magical. Um, okay, so uh, for listeners who are not familiar with or like very, um, you know, lower milling rate sake, you taste definitely like riciness on your nose, but I tasted that side 23. It's so clean and elegant and uh, it's kind of magically addictive too, because that subtlety, uh, I want you to drink more and more. <laughs> so that's uh, very, <laughs> right. Uh, so another product uh, that's very impressive is Dasai and Beyond. So could you tell us what it is and what's special about it? Yeah, I think that the name Dasai Beyond comes from, comes from the idea of going beyond the Dasai brand. Of course, Dasai 23, beyond the Dasai 23, and beyond that, Dasai brand. Mm. Every time we make beyond, actually we try many, many styles of making sake and do logical experiments. And we actually we make um, two, three batches a month. But every time we choose only one mm. from them, yes. Only small part of them. And if we love this, uh, if we recognize as the best quality, we will produce this sake as the beyond. Mm. Okay. So what is the beyond part? What's the technical difference? Uh, yes, uh, the rice polishing ratio is less than 23%. But we try every time to uh, polish more and more. So every time we change the rice polishing ratio, uh, we every time change the brewing method to make the best to find the best style for the quality or condition of rice. Mm. So we change every time for right. that beyond. Mm. So it's really uh, how much you can express the potential of uh, Yamanejinshiki sake rice. Yes. Right. Okay. And uh, I heard uh, you use uh, centrifuge to make some of your sake labels. So. How does uh, centrifuge contribute to the quality of sake, technically? Yeah, we use centrifuge machine for pressing sake, uh, separate sake leaves and clear sake. Mostly we use uh, Yabuta pressing machine for separating sake leaves and sake. But by using centrifuge machine, we can extract the most delicate and pure flavor from the sake after fermentation. 
So, if we use pressing machine, the power is sometimes too much, and we take、mm. too much taste, and sometimes it's not 100% pure. So, we, use、mm. only, we press only best part to take the size centrifuge by using、mm. centrifuge machine. Right, wow. So, it's all about purity. Uh, how much you can purify the flavor of sake rice. I think、yes. that's, that's the size of that. Yeah, if I was born as sake rice, I would be processed <laughs> by that size to become a sake.、Um, okay, so,、um, so I heard that also your sake production is based on highly digitized data, and it's a, the opposite of the traditional sake style. So, Uh, which relies heavily on the brewmaster's knowledge and experience of, for years and years. So, how do you compare these modern and the traditional style of sake production?、Mm-hmm. Actually, we use both of technique,、uh, traditional technique, and, and、uh, high end technology. Actually, for us, neither modern sake brewing or nor traditional sake brewing is. The most important thing. For us, the only important goal is to make the most delicious sake. So we mix everything data, experience, cutting edge technology, and everything else.、Mm. Right. Yeah, that's very important because I think what you do is very、uh, inspiring, but a Japanese tradition. And continues and a majority of sake producers、um, still, I mean, they, they have very、uh, forward minded、uh, attitude now, but yeah, it's just a gl- I'm so glad that you combine the two tradition and the modern technology. Okay, so,、um, so that size innovative mindset extends outside the bottle. So you collaborated with the late,、uh, very famous French chef, Joel Robichon. And in 2018, you opened Dasai Joel Robichon in Paris.、Um, so, what is the concept of Dasai Joel Robichon and why did you open it? Yeah, the purpose of creating this restaurant is to expand the possibility of sake. This restaurant is a collaboration with a great French chef, Monsieur Joel Robichon. The,、uh, he He loves our sake and he contacted us to make a collaboration restaurant with him. And so, naturally, you can enjoy the pairing of French cuisine and Dasai. Yeah, actually, in overseas markets, people still have a strong image that sake is only doing with Japanese food. So, and we want to change that image. That's why we collaborate with Mush Joel Robson and、uh, pursue the possibility to take with food、mm. all over the world. Right. Yeah,、uh, so Mush Robson was really famous for、um, being a fan of Japan and Japanese food culture. And、uh, I think he was one of the first chefs who introduced sake to.、Uh, Uh, their own cuisines.、Um, 
Yeah, and then um, yeah, so so the Japanese sake has uh, very distinctive umami elements, um, which is uh, abundant in food. So I think it's a key component to pair food uh, with Japanese sake. Versus, I mean, sometimes uh, wines. Uh, I'm a big fan of wine, <laughs> but the um, acidity of uh, white wine or tannins in red wine tend to be very challenging. So you have to be very careful in pairing food, but sake is very hard to fail, right? <laughs> I can yeah. have like a bottle of sake and I almost can get away with any problems in food pairings. Yeah, especially um, vegetable food is very good with sake. Most of the option said that uh, nowadays, French cuisine use many variety of vegetables. And sometimes it's difficult to pair with wine. But sake is very good with pairing with vegetable food. Mm, right. And nowadays, more people are uh, more vegetarians and vegans. So I can see more sake <laughs> to be drunk with all the vegetable dishes. Yeah, we hope. Right. Um, so I heard also that you've been building a sake brewery in New York, which is very exciting. So what is the state of the project and what is the goal of the New York brewery? Uh, yes. Now we, uh, we float, actually we float our project for the last year due to the heavy impact of COVID-19. But we, uh, we start construction in June uh, 2021, this year, and mm. last month, and start making sake maybe around the summer of 2022. Wow. Uh, actually, the goal of this sake brewery is to make the best sake possible in the uh, United States environment. Wow. Actually, the environment in United States, like water, air, and humidity, and everything is different from Japan. So we don't want to make the same case as in Japan, but we want everyone to drink the best, best sake we can make in United States. Mm -hmm. We can do my, our best in United States. Wow, oh, that's very exciting. So um, are you going to distribute the sake only in the U.S. From, uh, that you make in uh, the new brewery in New York? Uh, yeah, no, uh, actually we, we sell uh, our sake in United States and also we export our sake from Japan to United States. So. Mm -hmm. U.S. people can enjoy both. Right. Or maybe you're going to export uh, New York sake to Japan, which could be interesting. Uh, yes, maybe in the future. But maybe <laughs> we, we won't be able, able to make an uh, amount of sake. So we need to... U.S. market, maybe. Mm. Okay. 
And also another interesting、uh, point about this project is that I heard you were invited by、uh, the Culinary Institute of America, which is called as、uh, you know the CIA and Harvard of、um, the culinary education. So.、Um, Is that true? Like、uh, CIA wants to work with you for educating students about sake. Ah,、uh, yes. They invited us to New York for making sake brewery. So now Japanese food culture is expanding more and more. So CIA want to study Japanese food, and they collaborate with. Some cooking school in in Japan, and they also want to study about sake. So that's why they invited us to make new、uh, make sake brewery in New York.、Mm. And now we are collaborating to make sake class for CISD students.、Mm. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so、uh, well, please keep me posted. I really want to know what's going on、uh, for that、uh, aspect of the project too.、Um, okay, so、um, so COVID nineteen has been very negatively affecting the sake industry in、yes. Japan, and you courageously you courageously placed an ad in the leading Japanese newspaper Nikkei Shimbun to call for more reasonable government strategies for regulating restaurants and bars industry operations. So I heard that the industry and Japanese consumers supported you very strongly. So、uh, for listeners who have not read the ad, what was、uh, what are the issues about the ad, and what do you think、uh, should happen? Yeah,、uh, at that time of this ad, Japan had and actually continues to have a ban of the serving of alcohol beverage in all kinds of restaurants. All over Japan, as a government measure, and actually, the not drinking sake, not drinking alcohol, is not very effective to, for COVID nineteen. But they stick to this just government measure, so we believe that if. The situation continues. The restaurant business will not be able to survive.、Mm. So we call for a change in policy, taking into consideration the number of infected people, the style of restaurants, and the state status of infection disease control.、Mm. Right. Well, it doesn't make sense, but I think、uh, my guess is that if you don't let people drink sake, they don't stay in the restaurant、uh, too long, so they、yeah. go home earlier, so that they don't mingle too long and they don't spread the virus. But I heard that the data said it's not restaurants and bars are not the big、uh, major source of uh, COVID uh, cases.、Yeah. So yeah, it's just frustrating and also. I mean, there are many other different ways to control、uh, the spreading the cases. So, well, it's it's very frustrating from outside、uh, looking at、uh, what's happening in Japan、uh, from outside. But hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we hope the situation will change.
Right, and the vaccination is going pretty fast and well, so we'll see.、Um, so, how have you been coping with the pandemic by yourself as a s a s h i z o Because it's not, you know, the restaurants are closed, bars are closed,、uh, or like limited operations. So, how are you doing? Yeah,、uh, actually, our,、uh, um, our brewing amount. Decreased. And last year we make、uh, 80% of、uh, the amount of last year. That is、mm. uh, the, the most big issue for us is we have to protect the rice farmers. Because it, we use very special sake rice, and only special rice farmers can make Yamagani shiki rice. But if we drop the amount of sake rice we were buying, because we were producing less sake, if we do so, they could go bankrupt or stop growing rice.、Mm. So, We want to avoid such a situation. So we make various effect, efforts to protect rice farmers, such as selling sake rice as food rice, eating rice, or using sake rice as a raw material for ethanol for hand sanitizer.、Mm. We, make, uh, we use many. Many styles,、uh, we use Yamagani shiki rice for many styles last year.、Mm. Right. Well, yeah, like、uh, we, we discussed earlier, Yamada nishiki is a very tricky rice and it's hard to grow. I think they tend to fall because they grow taller, something very、um, difficult. Yes, it's very difficult to, <laughs> yes. Right.、Make. And then, not many, that for the reason,、uh, not many farmers want to. Grow Yamada Nishiki, and that's why it's such a premium rice. So, yeah, so well, I'm glad you're supporting farmers, but hopefully, really, this pandemic is gonna end sometime soon because it's、yes. not very sustainable for you and for the farmers. So, but、um, upside of this whole thing is that、um, I heard from New York distributors, actually,、uh, two of them told me that、um, during the pandemic, American people started drinking sake at home. More than before, which means that people now understand you can have good sake at、um, you know, more reasonable price. I mean, are, drinking sake at the restaurant is completely another level of experience, but there are two、um, routes that you can get good sake. So, hopefully,、uh, after this whole thing, people are going to start drinking good sake. So, that's my hope. Yeah, I think so.、Uh, many people start to. Buy sake from internet. So,、mm. sometimes people、uh, who live in、uh, not countryside they, they can't、uh, have a chance to drink, they don't have a chance to drink good sake. But、um, they can buy, now they can buy sake from internet. Good sake from、mm. internet. So, 
It's very good chance for us. Hey. Yeah, it's like uh, living in New York, it's uh, it's almost common that almost every single liquor shop carries one or two labels sake, but it's not the case in the majority of the country, for example, in the case of US. So, so but speaking of, where can we buy Dasai sake outside of Japan? Mm, our main health channels are liquor stores and high-end food supermarkets. That's a familiar with hanging sake. And we don't sell not so many liquor stores, not so many supermarkets, because uh, Jumai Gaijinjo sake is very sensitive to high temperatures and sunlight. So it is important for us to explain them to how to store or how to control temperature. So how to mm. protect from sun, sunlight. So right. sometimes we don't sell to many supermarkets or many retail stores. Mm. Right. Yeah, it just changes the whole thing. Because I think it, ideally from the door of the brewery to your table, they should be refrigerated properly. Yes. That's right. So, but I heard that you can, um, to get that side for listeners, I mean, we have like 190 countries, uh, you know, listeners in 190 countries, thanks to you, <laughs> all the listeners. So, uh, right now I heard it, uh, that side is available in US and EU, um, China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and so over 25 countries yes. in the world. So that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So... All right, so what are your plans uh, and or dreams? Um, I heard that you want to make Japanese sake to be enjoyed when you start traveling to other planets, even like Mars. Uh, yeah. Now, mm, yeah, at the first stage, we, we, had, uh, we were very small sake brewery in countryside of Japan. Then we start to sell our sake all over Japan. And now we are selling our sake to more than 25 countries all over the world. So we believe that uh, very delicious sake can overcome the border and cultures. the countries, everything. So we make, we try to make our, try to make our sake better and better. So every time we make better sake than yesterday or last year. And we want to introduce this delicious sake to all over the world. Luckily, uh, in, the, in COVID-19 period, uh, our exporting sake to overseas has become a big part of our business. And our overseas sales have become larger than our domestic sales in Japan. Mm. 
ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。ジャパニーズ。